I'm Brad Whitchurch. Welcome to Clean Talk. Today is Wednesday, December 14th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And that means we are coming to you live from the Seal Shield Studios in beautiful downtown Orlando, Florida. Our guest is a little farther away, coming to us all the way from Germany. Victoria Engelhardt is the CEO and co-founder of Kalea, the maternity care platform. Victoria, welcome to Clean Talk. Yeah, good evening, or rather good morning for you guys, probably. <laughs> That's right. It's the afternoon here. I know it's late at night there. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, Victoria, maybe you can tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your background and why you're on Clean Talk today. Yeah, I'm happy to. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. It's the very first podcast overseas. So uh, super cool. And so my background, I am not a nurse or a midwife or something. I actually studied a very boring topic, which is like business administration. However, I kind of started working in the digital startup space 10 years ago already in Berlin. And back then, I think this was the very first time that the whole startup thing and the whole tech world that usually comes from California kind of also came to Germany. And yeah, I kind of started different startups from scratch and different roles. And um, I always was very fascinated in how you can actually solve a lot of problems in a digital way and obviously solve and help many more people than if you do things offline. And then for another two years, consequently, I went, I went to Boston Consulting Group, which you probably might know, like a um, consulting firm. And I did a couple of digital consulting projects, but I always knew that my really my heart beats for building and starting my own business one day. And then eventually I founded Kelea because a good friend of mine became pregnant and I wanted to solve a couple of her problems. But I guess we are going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> That's right. We want to dive into all of that. I, I was going to ask you how uh, someone with a business administration background, and by the way, some of us find uh, business administration not to be so boring, but uh, <laughs> business administration and IT background, how you got involved in maternity and you said it was a personal situation with a friend of yours. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, of course. I mean, um, I must say I'm not a mother myself yet, but a very good friend, she was pregnant. And that was the very first time for me that I was really like seeing how many questions you are having when you're pregnant. I saw that she was kind of Googling a lot of things and got a lot of wrong advice. And I think that's still the case until now. And then on the other side, I saw how she's struggling to find a midwife. And just a note on the side, and maybe we can talk about this also in a second, that midwives play a much more important role in the whole process of pregnancy and the time post-birth in Germany than anywhere else probably in the world. And so it's very significant that you find a midwife. But in Germany, we have a huge supply gap or a scarcity of midwives. She was kind of left alone. So she couldn't attend a birth preparation course, which is very important for her to understand what you're going through during birth. And it also reduces the likelihood of you having a, like an unplanned C-section or a much longer birth. And so I thought, you know what, I want to kind of help these women because I was always um, interested in topics around women, supporting women. And so I kind of thought, you know what, I think this is a great idea and I, I want to deep dive into it. And yeah, I mean, I've been doing this now for more than five years and still love it. So yeah. 
Well, good. Well, I can't wait to find out more about the app and what you're doing, but pardon my ignorance. Why would someone seek out a midwife or choose a midwife over uh, maybe delivery in a hospital? And why is it more desirable or more common in Germany? So, okay, there, there's a couple of um, aspects to this. So first of all, midwives in Germany, they have pretty much, if you want to say, three different buckets they support you with. One is the pregnancy phase. So in Germany, it's very common to do the checkups that you maybe just do at the OBGYN in the US. You do do this in a dual structure. So you go to the um, gynecologist for having the sonograms. I think that's the, the word in English. And um, for the regular checkups where you talk to the midwife, because she has much more time for you and she can deliver much better services for you and care. And then at birth, you actually can choose. You can have a home birth, then you just have a midwife. Or you go to the hospital, but then also, and that's very interesting and I think very different to the U.S., a midwife has to be present during birth, but a gynecologist doesn't have to be present. Only in case of a C-section, he has to do it. And I think the key difference is because midwives, they are just trained for this specific part of the, the period of a woman. Whereas a gynecologist, he has to do a lot of more things or different aspects. So I think a midwife is much better trained to really do the things needed. And then the third part, and I think that's where usually gynecologists don't play any role and where we in Germany have a fantastic system is after birth, because that's when women struggle. That's when the mental um, breaks happen. And when you're suddenly completely overwhelmed or maybe don't have partners to support you. And then in Germany, you actually have the ability to get a midwife twice to three times a day if you want for a couple of weeks if you really need and that's amazing so if this is obviously very different from the system in the US so uh, again i apologize for my ignorance but uh, if if the midwife is a common critical part to the process what kind of background do midwives uh, have to have is there some training or certification in germany to be a midwife mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you are asking because it has been an apprenticeship. So I think, I don't know if that word exists in the US, Yes. but they changed it because like it's still a problem that a lot of gynecologists kind of look down to the midwives because they're just an apprentice job. And so we changed it, I think, just one and a half years ago, and it now is a studies job as well. So you have to study for a minimum three to four years. And um, just an interesting fun fact maybe about the U.S., because I think the, the numbers I saw just recently, it's around 10% of all births are also supported by midwives in the U.S., but this number is increasingly very, increasing very fast. And they had performed a lot of different studies, and they'd show whenever a midwife is present, or a doula at least, the outcome of the birth of the women in the US is much better. And that's why also a lot of insurances actually start to see the benefits of having a midwife, which I think is really cool. Well, that is cool. And actually it reminds me some of the things you're saying, I'm gonna go off topic a little bit, but you know, Clean Talk, we are an infection control podcast. And listening to you reminds me of the story of Ignaz Simmelweis. I don't know if you're familiar with Ignaz Simmelweis, but he's widely considered the father of infection prevention. Uh, He was a Hungarian physician in the 16th century practicing in Vienna. And at the time, 
Women mm-hmm. did not want to go to the hospital to have their babies uh, because the infection rates were so high. There was a, a very high likelihood that the mother or the child would die birthing in the hospital. And uh, so they would go to midwives a lot. And as you said, some of the physicians looked down on the midwives and this bothered the physicians that uh, women would choose to go to a midwife over the hospital because the hospital was more dangerous. And through a series of observations, Simmelweis realized that the issue was that the physicians were performing autopsies in the morning and then going and delivering babies and they weren't washing their hands, they weren't Mm. cleaning the instruments. And it was that initial realization of germ theory uh, and how it evolved that led to our infection control practices today. And here we are 500 years later And we're still talking about the challenges of uh, getting a midwife. And so I'm very interested to hear about uh, Kalea and the app you have and the service it provides for women who are in this situation. Sure, happy to. But first of all, I think now I remember this guy when you're just mentioning, and I hope by now every every doctor is cleaning their hands. (laughs) No, but to to, uh, give you some insights on what we are doing. So we are pretty much doing two key solutions or products. So on the one side, we are by now having the largest midwives platform. And I think it's a little bit comparable to what you guys have with ZocDoc. So you can um, book an available midwife anywhere in Germany, and you can also find um, online consultations from midwives all over Germany. And the cool thing is it's paid for by all public health insurances. And maybe I can, I can comment on this later, but so this is the one thing. But on the other side, we know that plenty of women, they don't have time, for example, to go to a birth preparation course um, offline or they don't want to because of COVID. And the same is true for post-birth when you technically really have to do pelvic floor recreation. I know it's not a big thing in the US. However, there's a lot of research showing that if you do pelvic floor training post-birth, you can prevent incontinence, which usually a lot of women have in their 50s just because of birth in their 30s. And so there's a lot of uh, things you should do. And so what we do with Kilea is we provide all of these services on demand. So midwife free services on demand in our Kilea app for pregnancy and also for post-birth and really also completely personalized to you. So you can tell us in what pregnancy week you are, what kind of symptoms you're having and the whole feed gets personalized because as plenty of you guys probably know, during pregnancy, you have a lot of very specific symptoms such as nausea in the first trimester or maybe in the third one, water retention, heartburn, and you get very personalized content, workouts, courses, midwives, expert knowledge. And the same is true then also for the Kilea Mama at post-birth. And so the, the coolest thing and what I'm really proud of is that by now we have nearly 40 health insurances that pay for the products. And by like having all these partnerships, we really make make sure that also low income families and women that especially need it have access to these services. So uh, I hope this gives you a kind of overview of what we are doing. Yeah, it's very interesting that the insurance covers the midwife. And we actually have a, a question or I guess more of a comment uh, from one of our audience members, Oliver Van Exum from Belgium uh, writes, he says, great point that in the U.S., the access to these types of support is very dependent on the insurance you have, hence your wealth. In Europe, most countries have a broader healthcare system available for all. So uh, in Germany, this is available to everyone. 
Uh, yeah, actually, it's a little bit funny, and so to say, because I think the one of the only times where you're actually better off with the public health insurance is really during pregnancy, because private insurances in Germany are, do also exist, but are less, less common. Around 15% only have um, a private insurance. And for pregnancy, they are not providing the best care because usually they have been mostly dominated by male insured people. So they're just starting to realize that we actually also have female insured women uh, people. So they start to also work with us now. But yeah, just a fun fact on the side. So you mentioned uh, that one of the reasons that a person might choose a midwife is that they're not able to go to classes or they may have concerns over COVID. Uh, how has COVID affected your business and the situation uh, with maternity in Germany? I mean, um, it sounds weird to say this, but I think in general, the, the impact of COVID was purely positive on our business, uh, as you can probably imagine. So if you take Amelie, our midwives platform, for example, when I had this idea in my mind that we don't just want to help you to find an available midwife that really comes to your home, but I also said there must be a solution that you can book online consultations in case you, I don't know, have an ad hoc request or it's maybe Sunday and your available midwife is at, like maybe on vacation or something. And everyone said, no, no, you cannot do this because you have to understand Germany is way behind when it comes to digitalization in comparison to the U.S., and the least digitized industry in Germany is the healthcare system. That's just currently starting to change. So when I had this idea three years ago, everyone was laughing. And then COVID happened and suddenly midwives were actually explaining things over WhatsApp or on FaceTime. And so the whole thing picked up crazily. And now we just um, on the 1st of um, October had an official law passed that midwives are allowed to really do those services, get definitely reimbursed by public health insurances. And so this is a great step and we was really, I think, accelerated by COVID a lot. And on the other side, you can imagine with Kelea, our on-demand midwives platform, because of all the classes that got canceled, a lot of like lockdowns and you weren't allowed to meet other people anymore obviously the the products we had with our courses and so on honestly sometimes were even life-saving so we received some messages from women that said oh my god I couldn't find any class anymore and what I don't know what I would have done without you guys and so I mean this really gives me goosebumps and I think so COVID in this sense was an accelerator for um, innovation in Germany well, that makes a lot of sense to me. We saw similar uh, activity around telehealth, right? So telehealth yeah. technology has been around for a long time, but it really took COVID as a catalyst to um, really get it into the forefront of uh, people's usage. And so I can understand why it would be the same situation here. And help me understand, uh, Kalea, it sounds to me uh, like it's a combination of WebMD database of, of information, plus the availability of a midwife remotely, like in a telehealth kind of environment. Am I getting the gist of uh, the benefit of the app? Yeah, I mean, it's it's two products at the moment. So Kilea is the pure digital play. So it really has everything on demand um, whenever whenever you need it, whatever you need it. So everything pre-recorded and functioning with an algorithm based on the symptoms you're tracking. And Amelie is our midwife's platform. 
which we actually, and I think that's also worth mentioning, which we do in an exclusive partnership with the German Midwives Association. And this platform has 35% of all midwives already on it in Germany. And that's where you can book midwives offline or you can find telehealth form performed by midwives. But in and the end, both companies belong to us and are obviously also interconnected. And you said you've been doing this for about five years now? Mm -hmm. And yes. you've experienced some growth during the COVID times. And um, so what kind of uh, penetration are you getting? How common is it to use your app? And what is the alternative? Um, so how common is it? I think by now we have a market share of around 15% of all pregnant women using us. So I think quite That's good. significant. Yes. And um, out of the 84 million people in Germany, around above above more than 30 million are covered by health insurances. So that's really cool. And regarding your other question, what is the alternatives? I mean, obviously, the most common alternative is to just have an offline midwife or to just actually go to your OBGYN. And then it's a mix. I mean, some actually by now use TikTok or Instagram. But I think the key differentiator is that we really have verified and also scientifically proven knowledge. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, what I can also see and tell is that uh, competition is becoming stronger and more. So I think that's the same also in the U.S. what I see. So let's see how it goes. <laughs> you got to stay ahead of the curve. So yes. uh, let me ask you, you mentioned that, you know, the midwives play such a crucial and required role in the maternity process in Germany, but you say there's a shortage of midwives. What's contributing to that and what are you doing about it? I mean, that that's an interesting question. So the, the reason we have a scarcity is because of the liability insurance. So because those midwives that work freelance and are the ones that go home to you and sometimes also even do the birth with you, those midwives have to have a liability insurance for birth, which makes sense. And that costed like around 2,000 euros 10 years ago. And it's unbelievable, but today it costs around 10,000 euros. And for a midwife that maybe earns 70,000 per year, it's more than 10 to 15% of a whole yearly salary. And that had um, a huge impact on the number of midwives. And I mean, what we are doing about it, I think one of the interesting things is with, with our telehealth platform, we allow every midwife in Germany, Germany to put in available hours. And I give you an example. A lot of midwives, usually they have their schedule for tomorrow that they visit women A, B, and C after each other. And now imagine during COVID or the flu season, there is a lot of potential that one of those women has to cancel last minute. And different to, to doctors where they have a lot of patients coming to their um, office and it doesn't matter if one of them cancels because they still have, they count in the no-show factor. A midwife cannot do this because she goes to the women. So suddenly she has a huge gap in her calendar and cannot go anywhere. So it's pretty much a loss for the whole system. And with our platform, she can now say, you know what, I have two hours available for online consultations and this can be booked by women that couldn't find a midwife. So we have a win-win-win situation for the midwife. She doesn't lose the money. There's women that don't have a midwife and suddenly can talk to one. And I mean, us also getting a, a share of the whole thing. So I think this is really a big contribution. And I mean, by now we have more than a thousand midwives participating in this. And this is really cool. 
So you're addressing the scarcity by making the system more efficient. Yeah. Is the government doing anything to address this situation? What are they doing? Because we're we're struggling in the U.S. Uh, getting healthcare workers as well, especially infection preventionists. It's been a real challenge, especially as a result of COVID and that we've overtaxed yeah. our healthcare system. Is Germany taking any steps to address this issue? So when it comes to the midwives, yes, the, one of the big things was really to make it a studies job because the, obviously the just how you perceive a, a, a profession is already a bit increased. However, they so far have done honestly not much to support midwives. So I think they're doing the same mistakes like the U.S., or making the same mistakes. Yeah. So and, not and really that, great. That leads me to a question. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, we have challenges in healthcare in the U.S. Obviously, you have challenges in healthcare in Germany. Uh, you're involved on the front lines with the maternity piece of it. And I applaud you for that work. But based on your experience, if you could wave a magic wand and change one thing to make it better uh, in German healthcare, what would that be? Wow, that's a very interesting question. Um, honestly, how you pay all the 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 yeah care workers, midwives, so everyone apart from the doctors, because the economics I think, of support. Because if I, for example, look at I think Canada, it's the, like a nurse or someone has much more power and is paid but much better. And the, the the gap between doctors and the way like nurses, midwives and everyone else is treated is, is insane. And I mean, this in the end leads to frustration and um, gaps. And I think really this would be one of my key demands probably. Well, uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed that we'll get progressive change in that area. Let me ask you, Victoria, um, what is what do we expect for the future from Kalea? Oh, I mean, a lot of things. So one of the key things is really that we are now, we've launched our Mama app, which is the time post-birth. And what we see here is obviously the time after you've delivered your baby is not short. I mean, your baby starts to grow up and this is going to be where we will focus on. We want to support the women a couple of years after birth and even for the next baby. So there will come a lot of things in this in this part and potentially also a bit more in-depth when it comes to data. We are currently performing a lot of crazy studies with some universities, and I'm very excited about the results. Um, so, yeah, I hope this gives you some excitement. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Potentially I even internationalization. Let's see. <laughs> that was going to be my question. So if you're addressing the specific uh, maternity issues in Germany, how scalable is this internationally and do you have plans for international expansion? Um, we don't have particular plans right now, but we obviously have it somewhere on the on the roadmap. And it is definitely internationalizationable or like it is scalable because in the end, we just have to adjust the content and the logic a little bit. But as I said, the midwives are on the rise in the US. And I think we've even got received some interest from insurances in the US. So let's see how this goes. Maybe we are going to talking about this in a couple of years again. So. <laughs> Well, um, I look forward to that. And of course, we do have an international audience. So if people want to find out more about Kalea, where should they go? Uh, probably on our website or maybe better on LinkedIn. So you can find me. I don't know if you can post my name or we can just link it. So maybe easier because we don't have everything available in English yet. So 
We will post that information on the copy that'll be on cleantalk.tv and available on YouTube. You can register to be a part of our community by going to cleantalk.tv and join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time for another episode of Clean Talk Live. My guest today has been Victoria Engelhart. The product is Kalea, the platform for maternity in Germany. And uh, we really appreciate you being on the show with us today, Victoria. Yeah, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And be sure to join us next time, next Wednesday and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time for another episode of Clean Talk. Until next time, I'm your host, Brad Whitchurch, reminding you to keep it clean.